This is so wizarding. This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 478 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Mother? Mother. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reyes. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends review movies, TV, and sometimes more. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we start the search for Nirvana by <laughs> reviewing the newest sci-fi movie, The Creator, or as I like to call it, Creator, comma The. But before <laughs> we get into that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Aubrey Litchfield, we missed you last week. How are you? You know, I'm living the dream. Uh, packing up my house because my landlord didn't pay my mortgage with my rent. Uh, so we're, the house got foreclosed on, so we've been packing up to move back in with my mom, who has to deal with me until I can find somewhere else to live. Uh, and just working. You know, it's, it's been a hectic couple of weeks, I'd say. Wow, that really sucks. Such is my life. <laughs> 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 yes, welcome to the cursed second half of 2023 for So Wizard Podcast. <laughs> well, we're glad you're back. We missed you last week, even though you would not have liked the movie. Uh, <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagans, how the hell are you? I am good. I'm a little bit tired. I just finished up the final shift. Well, my the, final, the final shift? The, the final working shift of the Big E the uh, biggie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just have one more uh, kind of engagement to handle, and then Big E twenty twenty three will be officially in the rear view mirror. Uh, it rained a lot in Massachusetts or in the Northeast, you know, during these past couple of weeks. So, you know, business wasn't as great as usual. But the last day turned out the weather was like perfect, and everyone and their grandmother decided to show up. Uh, it was traffic unlike i've ever seen in my life unbelievable uh, but it's behind me it's done shirts were sold uh people's lives were changed and uh you know just trying to rest up practice my t-shirt folding and getting ready for next year i saw on social media on sunday which was the last day like basically they the police department for that area was like kamala harris they were like do not come do not come. <laughs> they were just like kept posting like if you're stuck in traffic, pull into a parking lot and sit there or and start walking to the Big E. Right. They're like you aren't getting anywhere near this place. So yeah, it didn't stop me though. I was already in the traffic, in the thick of it, and yeah, I could have parked my car like miles and miles away where they were charging like you know a couple of bucks for parking. But no, I I made a, a point to get in there and I got in there. It was a pain in the ass, but I got in there eventually. Awesome. Yeah. And for our non-local listeners, 
we've explained what this is before. It's a giant fair. It's like the state fair, but for all in New England. So it's right. a big deal around here, but it's also in the most annoying place possible. So it's super hard to get there. <laughs> it's just a two lane road like to get to the fucking fairgrounds. And it, there's just no solution to the traffic there. Other than teleportation, there is no solution to the traffic to get there when it's nice out. So Godspeed to you, Mark. I'm glad it's over. Me too. Me too. But that's that's my life. Joey, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm okay. You know, I started, I got a promotion at work and I started my training this week, which sounds amazing, right? And it is amazing. It's great for my family, blah, 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 blah. Everything's cool. Love it. Love the job. Love the company, blah, blah, blah. The problem is that I have to mirror the schedule of the person that's training me and they work Monday through Thursday, 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And Friday, 4 a.m. to 12 p.m. So, I have nights and weekends off for a little while at least, but I want to die. (laughs) (laughs) Today was the first day uh, and I got up at 3 a.m. I I took a shower. I I got myself to work. I had a good day, did some training, did some work. So it's like half, half, half of my day is work, like actually working. And the other half of the day is doing learning and learning modules and stuff in a workbook uh, as part of the program. And it's fine, but like, man, that second half of the day when I'm just sitting at a desk for five hours is brutal. Like by like noon, I was done. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> and I can drink soda there or even an energy drink for free. But like, I know by a certain point in the day, I don't want to do that because I'm not going to be able to go to bed. <laughs> right. So I need to go to bed between 7 and 8 p.m. each night to get a decent amount of sleep to be able to function the next day. So if I bang a uh, energy drink, we have a proprietary one and the label has a big thing on it that says warning, colon, caffeinated. So, <laughs> like, First of all, every time I see it, when I'm like doing anything at work, I go warning, colon, caffeinated and, and on top of that, it's ridiculous, but I don't want to drink it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to go back to energy drinks, but man, it's brutal. And I don't drink coffee. So, uh, you know, I had a, a couple diet Dr. Peppers today. <laughs> oh, there you go. Something. Right. But after a certain point of the day, I don't want to drink them because it's going to make me stay up. But yeah, I've just been really tired uh, from work. So and last week I worked 48 hours, but it was at a weird schedule. So it was like day, night all over the place. And it's just exhausting. Plus I worked like almost 20 hours at my second job. So uh, it's just been a, a really exhausting couple weeks and I don't have anything exciting to report. Like, what did I do? I don't know. I, I tried to squeeze out a couple TikToks, and I like, I watched a couple movies. That was it. So. And you, and you edited a podcast. So and I, stopped. I did on uh last week, I think it was Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? I started it on Monday. That's what happened. I started it on Monday. So we recorded on Sunday last week because Arthur lives on the East Coast or sorry, on the West Coast. So he's three hours behind us. So it's just easier for everybody to record on a on that day. So we recorded that day and then I started it and I'm like, fuck, I was so tired. I'm like, I can't do this. So because <laughs> what I was doing last week was I was working second shift. So I would go into my first, I would get up to take my son to school at seven. So I'd get up, take a shower, take Colin to school, drive immediately to job number two, work from 8 a.m. to 11.15. Then I get in my car, drive to job two and work um, 12 to 10. 
And so I came home at 10 and I would try to edit for like an hour or like a 45 minutes. And then on Tuesday, I was just like, I have to fucking finish that. <laughs> so I stayed up till like one in the morning editing. I got it done. I got it done and I got it out. So hashtag no weeks off. Hashtag pod before life. That was the, the, the final message I had to give <laughs> about about that week. But yeah, so I've just, just been working a lot in weird hours. So it's exhausting. But, you know, that's it. Nothing, nothing terribly exciting. Getting ready for New York Comic Con of whatever that's going to look like this year. So, well, you know, and I've said it on our Patreon last month and uh, I'll say it out here to the people here. Uh, I apologize in advance uh, if you're expecting some kind of intricate, exciting coverage of New York Comic Con. You ain't getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with everything going on with all of us, uh, only me and Adam are going to be able to go. Uh, we're only going for Saturday. It's the only day we can go. I'm sorry. It is what it is. You know, I started a new job. I just got promoted at that new job. I, I can't turn around and, and say I need seven days off. <laughs> and the people that work there are not the type of people that would understand like why, why it's exciting to go to New York. And I try not to tell people at my job about the podcast, but anything. I don't want to be the podcast guy. I don't want to be the movie guy. I just want to be the guy that comes into work and works and goes home. <laughs> right. Because the last thing I need is somebody like getting up all in my grill and being like, what do you know about this movie? Did you like this movie? Are you going to see this movie? Ah. Like, I don't want to <laughs> fucking deal with it. I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. So I don't want customers to know about it. I don't want employees to know about it. Leave me alone. So anyway, we're, our plan was to just go on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, Adam, due to what's going on in his life, um, was told he cannot go on Saturday. Right. It's not a good idea for him to go to this type of event right now. So now my solutions were to go alone or find someone to go with me. And I found someone to go with me. Uh, but per the rules of New York Comic Con, they have to apply for their own press pass. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so now we're waiting to see if they get approved. If not, I'm just going to go by myself. I'm going to take a lot of cosplay pictures. Um, there's some big booby cosplayers that I like that are going to be there. And then I'm going to come home and that's it. And it sucks because we've been getting emails for all sorts of opportunities that I have to turn down because we ain't going to be there. Like, right. do I want to interview the cast of Disney plus goosebumps? Yes. <laughs> Am I going to be there on fucking Sunday? No. Do I do interviews? No. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> do I want to interview a whole bunch of creatives from IDW Comics? Yes. Do I do interviews? No. Am I going to be there on Thursday? No. <laughs> so that's been the last two weeks is just being extremely frustrated at all of those and hoping I can scrape together enough content when I'm either there alone or with just one other person who also doesn't do interviews and is just there basically to hang out with me so I don't feel overwhelmed and alone. Um, <laughs> If I can scrape together enough content to at least not piss off Reed Pop, and uh, maybe we can get passes again next year or two years when we're more settled in. So, there you go. So I'm just saying in advance. I apologize in advance for how shitty the New York coverage will be. But hey, we got New York. We got uh, Rhode Island coming up after that, Mark. So yeah, there you go. There and you you're go. probably going to that with me. Uh, probably. Well, I, I think that's how it's going to work out, but we'll see. We'll see. And you don't do interviews either, so it'll be exciting. <laughs> that is not true. I have done interviews. Not on video. <laughs> Not on video. That's right. All right. Well, then, you know, enough about us. Let's just talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more. So was her podcast. All right, everybody, you can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com. And there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. 
you will also find comic book, TV, and movie reviews, along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, Social Studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent So Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find So Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout out goes to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And I'm talking about Fans on Patrol, Pop Prism Power Podcast, Cult 45, The Movie Podcast, Superhero Speak, and The Gorilla Brain Podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests. You have to do a Google Calendar. And then you, you build a following. It takes a long time. And I've been working on it for a while. Okay? And we are back. All right, guys. It's time to talk about the new original sci-fi movie that just came to theaters that's right guys the creator from director gareth edwards gareth edwards directed rogue one aubrey's favorite star wars movie it is so i was really excited to see this perfect so what we're gonna do just like always we're gonna talk a little bit about our trip to the theater we're gonna talk a little bit about what we thought about the movie without spoiling it so you at least know what we thought then Mark Ellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, get the hell out of here. But you'll at least know what we thought. And you listen this long, you count as a download. So we're through with you. And <laughs> the rest of you can stick around and hear what we thought about the movie with spoilers. So to get started, Aubrey Litchfield, how was your trip to the movies? Oh, um. so I bought my tickets at like nine o'clock in the morning on a Friday. And there was nobody else that had tickets at this point. The theater was empty. So I was like, oh, this is going to be great. So we get there. And of course, there's people sitting next to us. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like directly next to you? Directly next to me. There's no other people in the theater. And these people just bought tickets and thought, hmm, I'm going to sit next to the only people that bought tickets. I want to be best friends. Maybe they're fans. They want to know what you thought before they listen to the episode. No, because it was an old guy and his two grandkids. And holy fuck, was I happy that I cannot have any more children. Because <laughs> these kids were so fucking annoying. They were in and out of their seats. They were up and down the aisles. They And they they were old enough to know better. Like, they had to have been Noah's age plus. They were not younger than Noah, and Noah behaves better than them. So they were talking throughout the entire movie. They were loud throughout the entire movie. And I decided that once the movie started, 
we were going to sit on the other side of the theater because I was like, fuck this. You people are assholes. You saw the entire theater was open and you decided to sit directly next to us. Not even like a couple seats down, nothing directly next to us. So we moved and we sat in seats that were not ours. And we also talked the entire movie. Jesus. All right. Uh, Markellis Reagans, your schedule with the biggest of ease was pretty wild. Tell us about your trip going to see the creator. Yeah, my schedule was pretty packed and trying to squeeze in this movie was uh, it, w- it wasn't an easy task. It hasn't been for the past couple of weeks, but at least the other ones I got to watch at home. This movie, I would actually say, you know, this is something that I was actually very excited to watch anyway. Even if we didn't have to do it on the show, I was excited to go see it. So I would have made time to squeeze this in somehow by hook or by crook. Uh, my schedule was That's pretty packed. said. <laughs> my schedule was pretty packed. Uh, but yeah, I went to get our tickets. And you know what, Aubrey, you're telling me, you're telling that story. And, you know, when I, when I went to buy the tickets, there was only like a couple of seats. Uh, a couple of people had bought tickets already. So the theater was pretty empty. But, you know, with the theater being pretty empty, it's like, okay, I get to pick the best seats in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. I want the prime viewing experience, right? So I pick seats that are kind of in the middle, you know, like prime optimal seating without really realizing that the other people that bought tickets also thought the same thing and picked movies that are in the prime <laughs> spots of the theater. So, Technically, it was a pretty empty theater, but we all kind of sat together. <laughs> and I did have the choice to to sit anywhere. I could have set rows in front, rows behind, but I needed to be like, you know, dead center of the theater. And so did everybody else. So I realize now the error of my ways hearing your story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Damn it, Mark. <laughs> I would have been I would have been a guy. I wouldn't have talked through the whole movie for sure, but I definitely would have been the person sitting next to you. So I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I got my tickets. It was at a later show. And then when I saw the movie it was like two hours, I was like, Oh, this, this might have been a mistake. Uh, cause you know, it's been a long couple of weeks. Um, but you know, it was nice to get out. It was nice to get the popcorn, get the, that movie going experience again for a movie that I was genuinely excited for. Uh, but yeah, like I said, there was only like a few people in the theater. So it wasn't that bad. What was the last movie you guys saw in the theater? Who knows, dude? <laughs> it's all—it's all a blur. Time is a flat circle at this point. Probably Blue Beetle, yeah. I would think, right? Uh, probably. As I yeah, flip through yeah. my letterbox, yeah, we'd have to look. Yeah, I have to look back at the uh, past episodes. Unless you're going to the theater without having to go for the podcast, because I—I saw Bottoms uh, the first weekend of September, and then we didn't have a movie theater movie until this one. So yeah, I was at Dragon Con, right? during that so yeah i haven't been in a while oh i (laughs) decided to put pod before life on uh saturday and it worked uh 7 a.m to 3 at job one which is exhausting and then i had an open invitation for job two to come in and work as much as i wanted and i'm like okay so what i want to do is leave job because if if i went home i wasn't leaving the house (laughs) so i was like i want to go to the movies tonight. I want to go work at my other job. I got to fit them both in. And I could have gone to the movies on Sunday, but I really just wanted to have a lazy day on Sunday. I didn't want to have anything else to fucking do that was like forced on me on Sunday. So 
I'm like, all right, I look at the show times. So I'm like, fuck, like there isn't one that fits. Like I was like, I could get to, I could get to job number two at four o'clock. And, you know, I want to work at least three hours because that's, right. you know, the require in Massachusetts, you have to work at least three hours. Like you, they would have to pay me for three hours if I only worked for two. So they, they would not be happy if I only worked for two hours. So I'm going to work for at least three hours. So I'm looking for a showing like seven thirty, eight o'clock, nothing, nine forty. I'm like, all right. So I worked from uh, four to nine at job two. Then I got in the car and drove to the movie theater. <laughs> and I sat in my car for a little bit uh, watching something on a, an appropriate website. And then uh, and then I got out of the car and went into the movie theater. And there was like no one there, which was crazy to me because it was a Saturday and it was dead. Yeah. Uh, even with all these movies that came out this weekend, like Saw X and uh, Paw Patrol. <laughs> um, there was no one there, but there was huge lines at the concession stand, which really pissed me off because I was hungry. Like I didn't want to eat at the movie theater, but I was hungry and I hadn't been home all day. And I'm like, fuck it. So I got in line and it just took forever to get the, the people working there were moving in slow and stop. And it like really pissed me off. I went to the West Springfield theaters, Mark. So Okay. That might explain it. The The concession prices are cheaper than Hadley, but the service is horrible. So, uh, yeah, I was not happy. But usually Cinemark sends me like a survey and they hadn't didn't send me one for this time. So I didn't get to tell them that the service was bad. But I don't know if I would have anyway, because it's kind of a dick move. But then I just went in the theater. I was like the only person in the movie theater completely <laughs> watched the movie, w- went home and immediately like just collapsed. <laughs> yeah. But I got home at 1 a.m. <laughs> so i left my house at 6 20 a.m and i got home at 1 a.m hey it was worth it pod before life that's right pod before life that's right i i'm just waiting for my body to give me the the final message that um (laughs) that i need to go to sleep for like 35 hours straight but uh you know that was our trip to the movies uh pretty inconsequential so that's good other than aubrey having people sitting on her lap the whole movie but (laughs) Now it's time to go into our non-spoiler impressions. So, Mark Ellis Reagans, non-spoiler. What did you think of Creator, comma, the? All right, so I have to be fair. It's going to be really hard for me to judge this movie because I did watch it. Joey, you went to the 940 show. I was at the 11 p.m. show. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they didn't. There, there isn't a lot of screenings for this movie. It didn't open wide like freaking uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or something. You know, there was right, very- right. It wasn't playing like you know, sometimes you open the app and it's like eight p.m., eight oh five, eight ten, eight fifteen. Right. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, no, this was not that. You know, yeah, yeah. So you know, we had to fit it in. Uh, so yeah, I went to see this movie pretty late and after working a uh, seven days a week for the past couple of weeks. But again, like I said, I was very excited to see this movie. So I was ready. I was so pumped to watch this movie and I'm into it. I'm feet. I'm, you know, feeling it. I'm, I'm loving it. And then at some point, the pacing just kind of slowed down and then it kind of lost me. So, uh, to be fair, to, to give a fair assessment of it, I have to watch it again. But as a whole, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I feel like a lot of the themes that I saw. Or a lot of the story that I saw, uh, I've already seen before. I've seen in other movies that were much more exciting and had a lot more adrenaline in them. Uh, this one, parts of it are cool, but it's a very heady movie. This is not a 
a weekend at 11 p.m. movie. This is a Sunday afternoon after you've had a couple of cups of coffee type of movie. You have to really use your brain for this one. At least I think you did. So, yeah, I think the movie's okay. I just need to watch it again to give it a really fair assessment. It's no point break, 100% pure adrenaline. <laughs> it's it's more like, yeah, point break, maybe 30% adrenaline, maybe. <laughs> point break remake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Aubrey Litchfield, I've been waiting days to hear this. <laughs> what did you think? I, and I, I kind of feel like I knew what you were going to think. Halfway through the movie, I knew what you were going to think. So please this tell movie us, is, what did you think? It, it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I... Oh, I was the first one to see this movie and I I messaged you both and I was like, holy shit, this movie is so bad. And I didn't want to ruin it, but oh my God, this movie was bad. It It's beautifully done. It's a great concept. Executed very poorly. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the fact that you didn't send us any more messages during a movie. Cause that is a, that's a cardinal <laughs> sin in my book. You don't. You don't send out a text, a message to anyone while the movie is playing. Turn off. Your I was so bored. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pay attention. It was so boring. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Joy, what about you, dude? What did you think of the movie? Ladies and gentlemen, the very sexy garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this movie is absolutely gorgeous. It is beautiful. The special effects, the cinematography, uh, it's a, it's a low budget movie at an $80 million budget and every penny is on that screen. The special effects are fucking phenomenal. Um, the storyline is absolute doo-doo feces (laughs) and the movie is boring as fuck. So I'm like in between both you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Is <laughs> because I legitimately was like 99.9% of the special effects are just like breathtaking in this. And there's some really cool aesthetics and some really cool just set design and cinematography. But my God, is this movie stupid. So and not good. It's not interesting or fun or anything. So <laughs> Mark's right. It's it's dull and drab. And trying to be all cerebral. It's it's just not a very fun watch. Other than the fact that it looks great. It, it has nothing going for it. That makes you say. Yes audience please come see the creator. So. That's pretty much all I can say without spoiling stuff. <laughs> so. It does not sound good for creator. Comma the. But. Maybe you want to hear what we have to say a little more in depth. So if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, maybe wait for streaming. Uh, the rest of you stick around because we're going to drop the drop and we are going to spoil the creator. And we're now let's talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into it. Aubrey Litchfield, is there anything you liked about this movie? No. Um, well, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. It's. So used to not. Uh, it, it like you said, it is it is breathtaking. There are special effects in this movie that are beautiful. the The scenery in this movie, all of the the different AI bases that they had, were all beautifully done. They, wait, they wait, were gorgeous wait, wait, looking. Wait, 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 wait. The what? AI. 
artificial intelligence. <clears throat> Sorry, I was legitimately dying every time anyone said AI in the movie because that's all I could think about. <laughs> you may continue. So, I mean, the the AI bases were beautiful and and they looked real. Everything looked real. Uh, there was nothing that looked fake. And the idea is great. I would assume, again, it's probably a better book than it was a movie, if it was a book at all. But I've seen this movie where the people you're rooting for throughout the entire movie die in the end. And it's called Rogue One. (laughs) Just because you add some humanoid robots in it doesn't mean it's not the same movie. (laughs) So, yeah, I... Mm, that's all I liked about it. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, Mark Ellis, I feel really dumb now because I did not even think that it, the ending is like Rogue One. <laughs> I mean, with the, <laughs> with the main couple. I'm like, holy shit. That's, that's two in a row. Uh, so things I liked about the movie, I will agree the, for an $80 million movie, this looks amazing. Uh, Gareth Edwards is, you know, he's, he's a special effects guy. Which is why his movies look so good. I really enjoy the, I really enjoyed the visual look of it. I enjoyed the design. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed how everything visually looked. And I thought the performances by uh, John David Washington was really good. I thought the, the young actress that played the uh, Alfie, uh, I thought she was really good. Uh, I liked uh, the, what's her name from the West Wing uh, as the bad guy. Uh, I thought I she Allison was really, Janney. Allison Janney, yes. I I thought she was really good. You know, I like the the space marine aspect to it. Like it has the ingredients of other movies that you've seen before, so it feels familiar. It feels like you know that that this is something that you know I, I can enjoy because I I kind of have a feeling like what how it's going to play out. Uh, Jim and Chan was also really good in the few scenes that she was in. Uh, so yeah, I liked all of the performances. I liked all of the effects. I liked the idea of it. Um, and I actually did like the third act. I thought the third act is where the adrenaline finally kicked back in and they were like, all right, let's, let's go balls out towards the end. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, but the beginning is great. The end is great. The stuff in the middle, I'll save that for the next part. <laughs> uh, that's funny because I'm going to save, uh, the end for the next part. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to echo pretty much what you guys said and that's, this movie looks amazing. Everything looks amazing, but it's it's a lot of aping of things that you may or may not love. Um, you know, whoever was the art director on this, or you know, Gareth Edwards himself, like they love Blade Runner, they love uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, they love Akira. Yep. <laughs> they 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 got the aesthetic of what they were going for a hundred percent correct. I think the special effects on all the AI <laughs> robots um, is great. The only one that looked a little janky a couple times was Ken Watanabe. Just a couple times. And I think that's because a lot of his scenes were in daylight. Oh, okay. Where, where more of the other characters got to be in dark places or neon lit places where it's easier to hide some of the stuff. But there were just a couple times where his face looked a little CG. Which obviously it was, or close to it, or he had some kind of prosthetics and it was CG'd over or whatnot. 
that was really the only scene I saw through the whole movie, special effects wise. Like everything looked fucking fantastic. There's a scene later in the movie where they, uh, U.S. Army goes into the temple town where they have a big weird like tank and shooting missiles everywhere and blah 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 blah. And uh, it, it looked so good. <laughs> It just looked fantastic. And I know that most of that stuff is not there. It's not practical. It's all CG. So it looked phenomenal. Um, And you could tell they were fans of those cyberpunk type things, you know, because like a lot of everything just looks great. Like there's just great, like single scenes. Like you could pull a frame out of the movie and use it as your Facebook header profile picture. Like there's just some gorgeous, gorgeous cinematography in this. For the most part, I liked some of the things in it and like mark said a lot of the things i liked were things i like from other movies so it starts off and i'm like okay you know i like aliens so (laughs) um i didn't know what the movie was going to be about really i think i saw like half of one trailer uh so you know i was like okay well if it's going to be john david washington's character joshua if it's going to be joshua and these marines like looking for the mother then Okay, that's kind of a cool movie. I'll watch that, you know. And it was the first action sequence I thought was really cool too. It everything, a lot of stuff gave off a real Star Wars vibe. Like when they're running around in the base and stuff, it, it felt Star Warsy. That was uh, that was pretty interesting. I I liked the little girl. I thought the little girl gave a good performance for what she had to do, and I just liked the world building and the aesthetic of everything. I think. Those were the things I enjoyed the most out of the movie. Everything else, well, we got to move on to the next subject. So. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, what did you not like about this movie? There's a lot. I mean, when when the movie first started, I leaned over to Max and I was like, you know it's going to be a shit movie when there's a definition in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> is that, the, is that the, the, the deciding factor when you sit down if there's a definition? It's going to be a boring ass movie have you ever seen a movie where they have a definition in the beginning and you're like "Mm, that was a great movie i just watched no because nobody has and then they started doing the chapters too and i was like oh fuck we're doing this again um i think it was the northman did that too or is it some other shit ass movie did that where they had the chapter name in between each section and so it it set the tone immediately for me. I was like, oh boy, I'm in for a ride this two hours. <laughs> this is not going to be what I want it to be at all. And it isn't. There's so many plot holes throughout the movie. Of course, now that I'm talking about it, they're like right out of my brain. But there were so many plot holes throughout it that I was like, this doesn't make any sense altogether. You know, it it's... Oh, I wish I could think of some off the top of my head now that I am talking about it. But I remember leaning over to Max and I was like, wouldn't this whole movie just not happen if this happened? If if this truly could happen, why does it have to be this? There's just when you're watching the movie, there's moments like that where you're watching it and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would it happen that way when this clearly just happened? It contradicts itself throughout the entire movie. And that's very frustrating uh, because it, it, it makes you not even invested in the movie when you're sitting there throughout it going, this is just like so stupid. She could have just been shot right in the heart and living for no reason. And, you know, it just it takes away from the, the effect that I think they were having to have so many plot holes in it. 
Well, and, it was like it was like Star Wars, Aubrey again. She was dying because she was sad. Yeah, it it it's stupid. It it makes the, you the mad. robot. The robot brought the baby over, and she was like Alpha, and then she went oh, and died. <laughs> that is not <laughs> Luke, Leia. <laughs> it's oh, there was one part too where he's like he's running out of oxygen. This is one of the plot holes I can think of. At the end of the movie, he's running out of oxygen. And Alfie, like, runs to to save him and get oxygen back. His whole helmet is gone after this point in the movie. And he's just walking around the base while it's crashing and is breathing fine. What the fuck? (laughs) Why could Alfie control the giant tentacle sentinel from the Matrix that showed up, but not the door of the escape pod? This is what I mean. There's so, <laughs> there's so many plot holes in in this story that, yeah, it would be a great story in a book because I'm sure that there's not those plot holes. But when you're watching it, you're like, why is it this way when it could when this just happened that that completely contradicts this point that I'm watching now, and it it's. I didn't really like the acting either, so I couldn't get invested in it. It was really just you're watching the movie just for the cinematography and in the 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 beautiful scenery that they put together, and and it 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 looks gorgeous, but the story is so bad. The overarching idea of it, fantastic. They did not execute this properly. It's so boring so bad it's just it it's shitty it's so shitty all right uh markellis reagan's how about you yeah i think this movie is way too long uh i think they could have trimmed a lot of it down to uh i don't know to speed it along i think the pacing was was really off and and the whole middle chunk of the movie and you know let me let's be honest you can't if you're going to go to a studio and say hey i have an original idea uh, I want to, can you give me $80 million to make my movie? They're going to be like, no. <laughs> but when you say it's kind of like Blade Runner, it's kind of like Akira, you know, it's in, it's kind of like Star Wars-y. Then they're like, oh, oh, in that case, here's $80 million. Go have fun. So, you know, you kind of have to base your movie on other things that happen. But a movie where the grizzled guy gets uh, a young girl and has to, he doesn't want anything to do with her, but then he winds up having to protect her uh, and it changes his whole aspect. Like that's been done a gazillion times. True grit, uh, Logan, Leon, a professional, like we've seen this story done a thousand times. If you're going to do it now, do something kind of cool. And visually they got that part down perfectly. Visually. It's awesome. Story-wise it's like, it's so convoluted. And so, like, not exciting at all until you get to the third act. The third act is where shit goes down and it's like, okay, I'm back into it. But everything else, I've seen this movie and I enjoyed it a lot more when it was called Space Weepers on Netflix. Like, Like, I've already seen the story done way better. So, yeah, I think if if I watch it again and I watch it like in a... A Sunday afternoon where I can really wrap my brain around it. I think I might enjoy it a little more, but as a as a big screen adventure, like a weekend night adventure movie, no, this movie is not it at all. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I, I want to ask you guys a couple questions, if you don't mind. Okay. 
let's say you were going to make a space station that shot missiles and it was the thing that was going to turn the tide in the war against AI, (laughs) artificial intelligence. Would you like put any kind of defensive capabilities on it at all? (laughs) Or would you make it so a commercial aircraft could fly right up to it and dock and walk on board? Uh, so this this is the Death Star question. No, it's not because <laughs> the Death Star had guns and it had TIE fighters and all sorts of stuff um, that in theory, if that stupid thermal exhaust port wasn't there, the Death Star sh- was able to defend itself at least somewhat. The okay. Nomad literally just sits in space, has no guns on it <laughs> well, has to the- shoot <laughs> the, uh, the, the shuttle down. The shuttle just flies right up to it and docks. there there is zero security so we know that a black guy with an asian girl are coming to ruin the nomad and the little asian girl just gets off the plane just walks right into the middle of the (laughs) ship and then what was her plan like i because when she sat down and she shuts it off i'm like oh okay and then when she gets she's like all right we're done she gets up it turns right back on and she's like She's like, all right, I don't care. She just keeps, like, I proved I could do it and like walked away or something. Like, like the missiles. Yeah, still I didn't were really landing. understand that. <laughs> right? The missiles were still landing and like blowing shit up. And it's like, like, why did they even try to stop them at that point? Just let them leave. <laughs> let them walk away. I know um, Joshua had a plan to blow up the missiles, but like, it, it, the two plans didn't seem to sync up. Like, she should have shut it down. Then he blows the missiles up. Like, why? why was there a plan for her to shut it down for like 30 seconds and then walk away? Like, I don't understand what the plan was. I know he didn't want her to die, but they would have got, they, they would have had time to get her off and get off the, get off the thing together in theory. If they had synced up better, I don't understand why their plan was so convoluted and why she was just, I know she's supposed to be a little kid, but like, why were they completely okay with her just being like, all right, well, cool. See you later. <laughs> just yeah. letting everything still happen. I don't understand. So another question I have for you guys, if, the United States and the Allied forces had no idea who Niamata or whatever, Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, whoever this was. <laughs> yeah. Um, they don't know who it was, right? Right. Why did they have 5,000 robot copies of Jimma Chan on board? <laughs> <laughs> because someone was like, oh, Jimma Chan, we like her. We need more of her. I mean, I'm not arguing if you're telling me the face of the robot revolution is Jimma Chan. Uh, I, for one, welcome our new robot overlords. but. At the same time, like it did, didn't make any sense at all because <laughs> they thought it was her father. So wouldn't they have had a bunch of robots of her father? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This is this just goes back into the plot hole thing. Like there's things in this movie that just don't make sense. If you have a satellite with extreme bunker buster bombs on it, like that can just obliterate a city and you're like. We found the base where Alpha is. Right. Why wouldn't you just fucking bomb it? <laughs> uh, I think it was they and they knew where the base was, but they didn't think that whatever they had was going to destroy it because they that that kid was locked in pretty tight. I mean, not so tight that a, a freaking scientist couldn't just walk in there and uh, and tell her to run. But it was a yeah. pretty decent sized bunker. You notice uh, how she had saliva too when she was crying. Like somehow AI produces saliva. She's like, was like, what the hell is that? She's got like 
spit in everything while she's gritting well, her teeth. She's she supposed to be a robot. She is the next evolution of the the uh, the AI hybrid. That's why her DNA is part of Jimmy Chan and Joshua's kid and whatever the next AI thing is. So she was the next the next level of that. Her drool is real, but she is not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that baby did not look like Joshua. <laughs> you might have had some questions uh, afterwards. <laughs> I I certainly did. Uh, you want to tell me something there, uh, <laughs> Nirvana? Or <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. And I mean, to me, it was just it felt like I don't know how involved in the art direction and stuff Gareth Edwards was. So you know, but it felt like the artists and the special effects designers and stuff just kept coming up with all this cool stuff. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll 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 make it work. I'll figure it out. <laughs> And he never did. Like everything that they drew that looked cool ended up on screen. Fuck it if it fits or not. Guys, if you were looking for a runaway child that had big oval robot things on the sides of its head. Yes. And it was in a car in front of you wearing a hat. Right. And you could see the oval things outside of the hat already. Would you tell them to get out of the car? Would you just keep screaming at them to take off their hat? (laughs) Uh, For the sake of the argument, I will just keep screaming at them. Okay. <laughs> so I would have shot the tires so the car couldn't run go anywhere. Yeah, there was just know, stuff it's like that. Logical, <laughs> right? There was just stuff like that throughout the whole movie. I did not buy the Joshua and Alfie relationship, and yeah. I know Mark, you said the movie was too long, and it is too long, but it's also too short. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That you you totally reminded me that happened way too quick. Like I said, we've seen this story before. We know how long it takes before the gruff guy starts to come around to the the precocious girl that's you know been placed in his life for this movie it happened almost instantaneously <laughs> it's like two scenes and they're like best friends i'm like wait a minute there's there's some more that's supposed to be happening in between there yeah i mean, i hate to say movies should be longer because they shouldn't but you know if this movie was another 45 minutes longer and we got to see them a little bit more on the run or we got to see them bonding or whatever like great then it would be more emotionally investing that they had this relationship blah 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 blah. like it doesn't seem like that it just happens out of nowhere it doesn't happen feel like it happens organically and and he's told it's his kid but then like okay but he doesn't know that kid at all and there's not really any there's not really any proof of it you know like what does he know like the ai's number one thing is to to survive so why wouldn't it lie to him (laughs) It just, you know, it looks great. The movie looks fantastic. It's just the story completely falls flat. And, and it's just, it feels too short, even though it also feels too long. That's the issue with the movie. Like, I, There's I, I not know. enough character development, for sure, um, in in some senses. But there there's other pieces of the story that go on way too long that didn't need to happen. Yeah, and I mean... I just, I was going to keep coming back to it. Visuals are great, but man, they, they needed a, a repass on the script or something. Cause it's just a mess. It is a mess. I just, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then the end of the movie is just like, everybody's cheering for her, but it's like, they don't know that she like could have actually saved everybody, but she just decided to get up and walk away when she shut the thing off. <laughs> I guess we'll save that for the creator too. You are what they eat. That'll be the uh, 
<laughs> no, that was critters too. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that that's all I got to say about that. Just just a complete mess of a script and of a movie that looks great. So the only thing left to do is to give it a score. So let's get it going with a score from zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, I, I feel like I know the answer, but <laughs> what do you got for the creator? Uh, I'm going to give it one star just for the visuals. Wow. Other than that, I, I would have given it a zero. Honestly, this movie, I'm, I hope to never see it again. <laughs> I mean, who the hell would make you watch it again? <laughs> Nobody better. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see when the creator two comes out. Uh, Mark Ellis Reagans, what about you? Uh, I actually will be watching this movie again when it's available on streaming because I, I definitely feel like I I wasn't in the right frame of mind as it uh, unfolded to me. I feel like I definitely need to rewatch it again. Um, so that being said, I'm going to put my score at a two point five. Great visuals. Story is still lacking, but uh, I will watch the movie again in a much more comfortable setting and see if the score changes. I'm hoping it will, but after discussing it with you guys, I <laughs> I feel like I, I did get most of what I needed out of that movie, but I'm still going to give it another shot. So as of now, 2.5. All right. Well, I'm going to go with a two out of five. I think uh, my love of Gemma Chan and the absolutely breathtaking visuals of this movie put it above a lower score, but it certainly isn't average. So it's another one of these movies. It's not bad enough to be like a one, like Aubrey thinks, because that's, well, that's her opinion. It's okay. <laughs> but it's, it's not that bad, but it's not good enough for me to say this is average or even above average. Uh, man, I, I think the best way to experience this movie is to wait until the 4k Blu-ray gets marked down to like seven ninety nine, Christmas, 2024 and pick it up and watch it at home. <laughs> Or grab it from if you can find a red box machine that still exists, uh, you know, grab it from there and watch it at home and then enjoy the visuals for what they are. And you can fast forward through the rest of the movie. But yeah, not feeling it at all. A two out of five for me. Maybe we got it right and maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, we've missed you for a few weeks. What do you got for the listeners? Um, honestly, I've been watching a lot of Crunchyroll, uh, and stuff that's already come out, like Cardcaptor, Sakura, and stuff like that. So, I'm, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna recommend, um, everybody go onto Amazon Prime and watch James May, Our Man in Japan. It's been out for a bit, uh, but it's better than recommending an anime that's already been out longer. <laughs> so, <laughs> gonna recommend james may our man in japan it's james may from uh top gear which is now grand tour and he goes to japan and like travels around there's a whole penis festival and stuff it's really funny so all right sounds good mark ellis reagan's what about you i'm sorry did you say penis festival yeah japan has a whole festival dedicated to penises uh amazing um, so my recommendation, uh, I would say if you want to see a movie just like the creator, uh, maybe the special effects aren't as good, but the story is 10 times better. Uh, watch Space Sweepers on Netflix. Uh, that was my number two movie of the year in uh, 2021 that it came out. Uh, or, uh, if you want to see Gareth Edwards do, uh, a cool movie that has some special effects, but again, a much better story. A uh, couple on a run, uh, uh, 
trying to evade uh, creatures, watch Monsters, his first movie, which I love. Uh, that is streaming on Tubi, and it's free on Tubi. So, uh, yeah, I would give both of those movies a shot because they're kind of in line of the creator, but done much better. Oh, I hated Monsters. Yeah, you suck. Monsters is amazing. <laughs> More like talking. <laughs> I will admit there is a lot of, you know, you can... The creator is a perfect balance between monsters and Rogue One. It has like the spectacle, but it also has the the character relationships. I think the relationship in monsters is way better. Uh, and I think the story is awesome. So that's my recommendation. Screw you, Joey. <laughs> well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content on SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content on there. Adam's dropping interviews, Road to New York Comic Con content, and more. So check that out. Uh, of course, the Patreon at Patreon.com backslash SoWizardPodcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. And recommendations. Uh, this weekend, I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon Mutant Mayhem, which is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Uh, and it was fun. I liked it. I think you should check it out. It's definitely worth checking out. I'm glad we didn't do it on the show. I don't know how I would have felt about it if it was a trip to the movie theater. But um, I saw it in theaters. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I brought Noah and Max, who's a huge Ninja Turtles fan, so it, that always kind of enhances the the go. Yeah, it felt like if the Spider-Verse movies were a lot more cutesy and dumbed down for kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is not necessarily a bad thing, so I'm just saying. I had a good time with the movie. Check it out. I just don't know how I would have felt about seeing it on uh, the theaters as opposed to streaming. But yeah, it, it was a good time. And, and of course, a banging 90s hip hop soundtrack. So, of course, yeah, definitely worth checking out, at least for that. Plus, you might want to jump on a peacock and check out the miniseries The Continental from the universe of John Wick, because that, my friends, is what we'll be reviewing next week on the podcast. But that is going to do it for episode number 478 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Oh, bye. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Riggins. Uh, shout out to all of the writers. Now that the writing, the writer strike is over, uh, get back to work and write something cool, please. <laughs> no more to creator. Uh, everybody, have yourself a great weekend. Wakanda forever. Seriously, I don't want to have to review Trolls 4 next year. So. <laughs> We'll see you guys next week as we check into the Continental Good Journey.